0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 22 of Finding Your Fabulous, the podcast about stepping into your truth, owning your power, and embracing your fabulous. I'm your host Sinead, and you may have noticed that I've actually broken my new episode every Friday streak, which is kind of sad, but in keeping with the topic of this episode, I decided to have some grace and compassion with myself, and I know a previous Sinead would have totally freaked out, like, oh my god, you're so undisciplined. I can't believe you missed it. You were doing so well. But the truth is, I've been working on a lot of other projects at the moment. If you follow my personal Instagram at the Sinead Khan, you will know that I have an ebook coming out this Friday. No, sorry, this Thursday. So the 22nd of October. And yeah, I have had other stuff to prioritize. So I did miss a Friday of a new podcast episode. But you know what? The world doesn't stop turning you guys are still here to listen to it. And yeah, I'm just having that grace and with myself and accepting that I had other things to do. There is plenty more of this kind of thinking to come on today's episode. And today's guest, Sasha, has definitely inspired me to reframe my thoughts and stop holding myself to rules and conditions that were never mine to start with. So enjoy the episode. Welcome to another episode of Finding Your Fabulous. Today I'm talking to Sasha who is a writer from Frank and Feel. Welcome Sasha.
1: Hello, thank you so much for having me.
0: Very much looking forward to chatting with you. So how are you doing today? How has your day been?
1: I'm doing really well. My day has been um, pretty... I want to say chilled I got like a major work task out of the way and um, I'm home now and that make, always makes me happy so yeah it yeah. good once I get home.
0: <laughs> I, yeah I know that feeling now the reason I came across you and I wanted to have a chat with you was because I came across you sharing your morning routine over on Instagram and I was just so Um, impressed by the way it seemed like such a it seemed like such a ritual for you I know I'll leave you to to explain the elements to it but I was just so impressed that to see someone taking that time for themselves I think so many of us are guilty I know I was guilty of this for such a long time of waking up and you go straight to your phone and you scroll 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 first thing in the morning and it's very easily done but when you stop doing that, you notice such a change. So to start with, do you want to tell us a bit about your morning routine and how you came to cultivate it?
1: Sure. Okay, so I've recent. I like giving everything that I do um, like a pithy little name, because I just, I don't know, maybe it's like, uh, I don't know, a knock on effect of everything being a hashtag, but I've decided to call it the first 15. So it's just the first 15 minutes of my morning. And for me, it just kind of grounds me and sets the intention for how I want to carry on the day so it's nothing big it's nothing huge I spend five minutes um well I'll make a cup of tea and then I'll spend 10 minutes doing a stretch sometimes based in yoga sometimes more mobility and then I will drink my cup of tea while just having a little bit of a brain dump first thing in the morning
0: Love that and sorry when you say tea you're not talking tea bag because I've seen your setup tell me about the tea
1: (laughs) like I believe in elevating the everyday right and I think that as we go through the working day we just like throw things in a cup dash things down like slam things in a microwave and we don't take time and I'm a very big believer in living slow where possible and I feel like even if you got to go fast I mean I live in London London is fast regardless there's still always times where you can make those pockets of slow and you can just slow the day down so I brew loose leaf tea it started off as kind of like a small sustainability effort to kind of get rid of the plastic tea bags but now I just really like it. I get a proper, um, a proper cup. I've got like my infusers. I've got about three. They all match colours. I've got like matching teaspoons. I've got an array of at least, I'm sure, 13 types of tea by now. Um, and it just makes you slow down and take time because you've taken the time to prepare it. You sit there and you just enjoy every single sip. And I just love it in the morning. It's just a moment of me time
0: beautiful really really beautiful and I just love that you've not only you've taken it to the next level like you've you really cultivated this moment for yourself of luxury and why of course why shouldn't we enjoy those luxuries like we owe it to ourselves rather than like you're saying just throwing in a bag and like whatever like let's make it special um so you got to what you you do you do stretch and then you do a brain dump what does that look
1: like so it kind of depends sometimes there's loads to write sometimes um so I've got two journals I've got one for like where I'm just massively in the fields and I want to write a load I I writing for me is how I express myself creatively but it's also how I kind of make sense of the world and what's going on inside I've also got a five-year journal which just has um a, a small little space uh, for each day and I really love looking back, I've, this is the third year I'm using it now and I love kind of looking back to see what I was doing, or what I was thinking, how I was feeling on the years previously and just to kind of even make reference to it um, in relation to how I'm doing now or um, just to note, if nothing else, I note how I feel in my body how I feel in my mind and how my sleep was because I always I know that those three things have the biggest impact on my day so it might be noting something about my cycle it might be feeling bloated um, it might be didn't have enough sleep and I know that these things are major things that I need to pay attention to so that I navigate the day accordingly and kind of just work with myself. I don't think we can always expect the same of ourselves every day because every day is different. Feelings are different. Emotions, hormones are different. The traffic on the road is different. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think we need to like not ignore those things. We need to kind of pay attention to them because they really help bring you up when you need bringing up and kind of mellowing you out when you need to mellow out, you know?
0: Yeah, I think it's so important. remember that we aren't the same every day and therefore having a routine gives you something that is constant that you can kind of anchor into it's almost like you're saying I can't control these things but I can control my I know my beautiful teapot and tea set with leaves is going to be there and that's like a wonderful thing that you can hold on to so how long have you been
1: doing the first 15 for now so I think I've been doing this well I started a new job in the middle of lockdown and I was kind of, I've been going in part-time and then as of middle of August is when we started going back in full-time. So I would say I've been doing about two months in its current form and in its current form it's a condensed version of what I was doing during lockdown um so it was a bit more longer and leisurely but I was absolutely determined to keep part of this for myself regardless of what the demands of the day are and what time I need to get somewhere if it means I need to get up a few minutes earlier then I'll do that and I think the thing is some people think oh you hear a morning routine you're like you need to get up at five in the morning you need to do a 45 minute like yin yoga session (laughs) you know to write a book (laughs) like
0: these are the the habits of successful people and they're like literally hard yeah this is
1: really not it and this is why I think sometimes we're thwarted before we even begin because we think it needs to be this grand thing it's literally 15 minutes a day and it sets me up so well to go into the day and i'm so glad that i've prioritized my myself in that way to keep it going yeah that's so
0: powerful and a way that this podcast is about taking back your power. And it is like you're taking back that power for yourself. Absolutely. Wonderful. And, yeah, I, I, I know when we talk about morning routines, our heads often go to, like, these YouTubers or celebrities who green juice and there's a whole elaborate thing. But, you know, we, we don't have access to personal trainers. We don't all have a bullet. No. Like, what can you do? It's about looking at what you might want to do and what you what you have around you that you can make into something elevate the ordinary, as you say. So what have what differences have you noticed since you started doing this routine? And actually, what was your routine like before? And how has that changed?
1: My it's so interesting because before I'm in a I'm a morning person, but before I would be scrabbling around the house, like knowing what time I need to catch X train to get into work and I just wouldn't seem to be able to get out of bed on time like my alarm would go off and I would still be there 40 minutes later like really cutting it down to the wire for like what are the three key things I need to do before I leave this house to get that train on time and mm-hmm. now I I wake up anticipating and looking forward to that start in the morning because I'm not just jumping out of bed and jumping straight into things I mean I'm 35 I'm getting to the point now where I'm noticing small things in my body. And I'm like, even if I wanted to jump out the bed, my body's like, "Mm -mm, don't think so, babe. So I like, I really, I really know it's a calmness now about Mm. how I start my day. And I just find it really important for me. And also I think the thing is here, you mentioned before, um, you know, you've got YouTubers and Instagram and everyone makes everything look really nice in their aesthetic. Or this is my morning routine. No, sometimes I'm just laying on the yoga mat in Shavasana for five minutes doing absolutely nothing. Um, you know, sometimes I don't most of the time I don't change out of my pyjamas. I just I, so there's no like aesthetic thing coordinating gym set going on here. It's just as I wake up, I just navigate myself in the dark to the mat and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes it's a case of I need to I'll do a yoga in bed just to make sure that, you know, I'm just waking up my muscles slowly. As I say, sometimes it's not um, reams and reams written off in a book. It's literally it could literally be three bullet points, but it's just allowing yourself that space and that time and also not setting up an expectation of what it needs to look like. If it does the trick, then it's it's working. Yeah normalized
0: anesthetic yeah. morning
1: retreat yeah. basically absolutely yeah
0: and in this social media age even if we're not sharing that we there's this expectation that it has to look a certain way but no as long as you're having a good time you're vibing out on your yoga mat yeah who says no one absolutely no one um so what impact how does that how has it impacted the west the rest of your day you mentioned that you feel a lot more peaceful does that and calm does that last throughout the rest of your day does it help you sleep better like what what have you noticed
1: I think it definitely sets me up for um the rest of the day and my routine. Um what I will say is some I'm I'm quite a heavy thinker and sometimes I wake up with all of these thoughts in my head and sometimes I think it's important to allow the things that you're thinking an outlet However, you need to do that, whether it's yoga in the morning, whether it's just standing outside on the balcony and getting some fresh air first thing, whether it's a cup of tea, whatever. Because I think it's really important not to anchor your whole day necessarily on that very first thought that you have. Because I think once I let it out on the page, whatever comes out, I'm like, it's like I come out of a fog and I'm like, oh okay, so I'm not feeling completely rubbish. I'm actually, I just needed to get that little frustration out and now I can go about my day. And I find that it really helps me to kind of save the day in in the weirdest way. Like, I just don't go into it just head on thinking, I'm angry and keep all of that anger in my head when I'm not actually angry. I just needed to express something for a few minutes and then... Off
0: we go. <laughs> yeah, it's I love that. It's like you'll be you'll be your own superhero. You're swooping in and saving your own day oh, before yeah. before the villains in our head, which I'm all too familiar with, like swoop in and make it ten crappy, Earth, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's really cool. I love that. And we've we've spoken a lot I've spoken on this podcast before about the power of journaling. I know a few other guests have also shared how wonderful it is and I I'm very devoted to my journaling practice. Interestingly, also have got pick that up even more during Mm. pandemic and lockdown um but what advice would you give to someone who's
1: starting out with journaling who doesn't kind of know where to start
0: um yeah
1: okay um well as I said I think my my very first thing was would be Don't look it up on a hashtag on Instagram or Pinterest because it's not about what it looks like, it's about how it feels to you. So, if it means that you are literally just going to doodle on the pages, fine. If it means you're going to scribble on the pages, fine. If it means you're going to write long, prosaic sentences, wonderful. If it means you're going to bullet point, do a diagram, do a brainstorm it all counts as long as it works for you. I really think that with a lot of avenues in life, we need to get out of this idea of what we think things need to look like. That would be my num my first tip. My second tip is something that, um, I can only take from my own experience, but I know it's not going to work for everyone. I, I've write because I feel like I have to write. It's the way that I express myself in the world and it's the way that I express myself on the page. I feel most myself when I'm writing words. I know some people aren't necessarily like that and they find it quite difficult um, to know where to start but actually when I've looked at journal prompts before sometimes I don't find them helpful because they're coming from somebody else's perspective or they don't bring out they don't make me feel anything and if I'm a person who if I don't feel anything I can't write about it like it's not it's not gonna I'm not gonna be enthused to write about something if I feel like it's you know an English essay exam that I'm having to sit because Mm -hmm. this is the question that is posed today Mm -hmm. so for me I don't necessarily use journal prompts however what I do is if I read a newsletter or I hear a a song lyric or I see a caption on Instagram or something that piques my interest or stops the scroll and just makes me think something, that becomes my journal prompt. So I, you know, I think you can, I, I believe that there are teachers everywhere in life. You just like everywhere you look is a teachable moment. And I just think you need to look for your own prompts and not necessarily try and take the ones that are set out and structured for you. Those have been, I think, the the two main things that have helped me most in terms of journaling. That's, I
0: think that's, whether you realise it or not, another way to take back your power with social media instead of using it really passively, like we're being bombarded with all these hordes of content and ideas and text and images think about to take it back to be introspective about and be like wait what is this triggering in me do I do I feel jealousy towards that girl why am I feeling this what oh that's an interesting question what does this mean like why no like it's 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 I love that idea of harnessing social media because I realized so far I probably come off as being quite anti-social media when that's not the case I'm very pro social media I think there's a lot we can get out of it for sure um but you have to it does come with that mindset and um, I love the idea of looking for prompts all around you, really. It's it's funny because what a place where I get a lot of journal inspiration from is my um, horoscope in astrology. Ah, nice. I'm very into astrology and I like to, whatever my, for, my forecast is for the month, I will look at it and be like, okay, well, what? I kind of draw my own questions from it, but I've not thought about it from social media in that point of view. So definitely going to pe- take that on
1: board. Thank you for that one. Absolutely. Like I believe, I I really believe actually in the power of, um your saves from Instagram oh yeah cuz i think we're naturally drawn to certain things and you like you can have a look in your saved grid and be like you know is there any commonality here what what has stuck out at me for what reason and just you can just dig into that a little bit
0: yeah, what energies am I, yeah, like when you're saving something on Pinterest or Instagram, your you're listening to this right now, go look at your saved and think about what's drawn you to that. Why am I, what am I liking about this? Excellent stuff. That's so powerful. I love that. Um, now, another thing that I know you've you've spoken about is boundaries. So when it comes to taking time for yourself obviously you've got to with this morning routine set boundaries um do you set boundaries with social media are there any other boundaries you set to make your morning your first 15 happen um
1: I would like to say that you know I don't look at my phone first thing in the morning absolutely not no no sometimes I do like I believe there's got to be grace in all of these things that life is not rigid no day is the same you know sometimes I do but I I feel like I've come to a place now where I'm really happy with how I use social media quite intentionally and also I think about why did I go onto my phone? And if I've managed to end up on in Instagram, I'm like, close, get out of here. You're not meant to be in here. Focus <laughs> on what you're doing. Um, yep, been there. Sounds familiar. If I know that, like, I'm in a funny mood, or like, you know, the comparison gremlin is upon me, I know just to stay away. And I feel very capable in doing that, so I do. Um, in terms of my time. I set very clear boundaries. I've got a very, very clear boundary about the weekend. Because I I drive so much for work, um, weekends are really precious to me. It's two days off where I don't need to drive and, you know, it's my time. And I will do, I will have one day of the weekend, which is typically a Saturday, where I will do all the things and see all the people. But Sunday, usually, Sunday is my day. Nobody, I don't make any plans. I hardly ever make plans on a Sunday. I don't make plans that involve driving. It's very local if I do need to. Um, And I found that when you set boundaries, regardless of what it is, it could be a boundary for your time. It could be um, a budget, which is just a financial boundary. What you're actually doing is you're not, you shouldn't look at it as, restrictive or things that you're saying no to for me it means that I know the places I know everything that's going on and I know exactly where I can say yes for, to me I find them to be really useful because what you say no to just strengthens your yes so yeah wow that's so powerful I'm just gonna let that sit for a minute what you
0: say no to strengthens your yes wow Was this a journey that you had to kind of realise for yourself? And if so, what was that like? Yeah, absolutely.
1: I think all of the things, the places that I've come to now as a person, um, there's definitely been periods of my life where I've had to focus on one thing. And I think if I am, you know, being honest about the journey or where I am and where I've come to, It has been a a series of um, boundary setting. And I actually do think the first place that I learned to set boundaries with myself was in my spending. A couple of years ago, I spent about 18 months just really getting serious with myself about and honest, actually, with myself about where I was financially. I knew I wasn't happy with it. And, you know, you try, you start, you fail, you end up on ASOS. You try, you start, you fail, you end up on Zara. Um, and I think I just came to a point where I just had a, I've had it moment with myself. And I was like, I don't care if I have to start again and again and again and again. I'm going to try and build on this. And so I think it started for me with setting financial boundaries and now I feel I'm in a like a much better place. And then I started to set boundaries with friends and with parents and in relationships. And it all just feels like doing all of those things has just made me a really a stronger person, a more content person. I'm really happy with the things that I say yes to because I'm really happy with the things that I know I can say no to um and yeah I think that's been what a lot of my journey has has been it's been learning learning the power of no and learning that you don't always have to say yes you don't always have to acquiesce and you don't have to people please everybody else at the expense of yourself
0: Mm -hmm. and money is such an emotionally charged thing that we don't realize but what you mentioned about zara and asos it's um we don't realize the power these brands hold on us Mm -hmm. they're engineered to make us part with our money and it does take a lot to take back your power and be like no actually you know what i'm gonna hold on i don't need this thing and actually side note i'm working i'm releasing an ebook called find your style which is designed to help you take back your power Mm -hmm. and shop smarter and make better decisions um So I'm pleased you mentioned that because I got to plug my ebook. So thank you.
1: (laughs) um, That makes me think as well of another place where you can set really clear boundaries. And that's actually digital boundaries over your email. Oh yeah. Because when I was first starting this, when I was first starting that financial journey, I just had to unsubscribe from everything because if I didn't know that the promotion exists, then guess what? I wasn't going to. I'm not (laughs)
0: going to. Yeah. Even unfollowing them on social media, unfollowing influencers who are constantly pushing their, affiliate links I mean I respect the I respect the hustle yep. like get your coin etc but if you're the kind of person that you're noticing you're it's it's tipping you over the edge in places and you're buying spending where otherwise if you hadn't seen it you wouldn't have like yes absolutely it's so important to be aware of this and hit that unsubscribe like the purpose of that marketing email I work in marketing is to get you to spend money so yeah take your power back on all those things wonderful um are there any other areas that you think setting boundaries are crucial we've talked we've talked about digital we've in terms of social media and the other one um and with emails we've talked about relationships um and i i love the the weekend thing is there any other way that you set boundaries maybe at work um
1: i think i've become a lot stronger in the workplace in that i don't try and do everything. Um, So I set boundaries about what I can do in what time. Um, I set very clear boundaries about expectations in the workplace. Um, I'm a business support coordinator and in a previous life I was a PA and when you do this kind of work you have to you do have to set really clear boundaries with all of the people who are expecting things from you and all the people who want your time as well as in you know, maybe the person you're looking after's time um and I think that's one thing over the over the last few years that I have learned to really take on board because actually I thought that you needed to take on and take on and take on and say yes and say yes and say yes and actually the people that you're working with aren't expecting perfection they're not expecting you know a hundred years worth of work in 10 minutes and you set the boundary of those expectations with them um and I think it's really important to to take that on and 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 just do what you can do what is possible and I think the other thing actually is that I've learned that not every day has to be going at a hundred miles an hour of productivity, that doesn't mean I'm slacking. That means sometimes I'm listening to my cycle. Sometimes like it's just a bit of a like crap day. Um, and you know, I know the value of my work. I know what I bring to the work that I do. I know that I will always meet necessary deadlines, but I don't always have to be going at a hundred miles per hour. It's not necessary.
0: (laughs) Yes. And that comes back to what you said that every day we can't expect to be at the same level. And I like what you you mentioned cycles too. I mean, normalize menstrual leave. Like, when is that going to be a thing? Hello. that. Yeah, hello. (laughs) Any government people listening to this? But anyway, we only just got rid of the tampon tax one thing at a time, right?
1: (laughs) Um, Years or so. Hmm.
0: So yeah, hundred. Yeah, exactly. Not in our lifetime. What about as you're a writer? Do you set any creative boundaries, or are there any ways that you protect your creativity?
1: Oh, I love that question. Thank <laughs> you for asking. Um, yes, I again. I think it's 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 becoming really intentional and realizing that with a lot of these things, like you said, with all the things you give yourself your attention to, your data to, whatever you want to call it you were in control a lot more than you think you are. You're not passive in this. You were deciding to click into Twitter or to social media or or Facebook or whatever it is, you know. You decide in the same way that they always say, you know, you decide you pick your friends. You can pick who you follow, who you unfollow, who you mute for a bit. And I think I've really taken on in the last couple of months this idea that we are not people who you know express themselves on social media in any any way we are not content machines we don't need to be constantly constantly churning things out just for the sake of being visible being seen being consistent you know I'm I'm the personality type where I really have to I can only really show up when I'm feeling like I've got something of value to say Um, And so I really lean into that and I see all the time that I last posted on Sunday. Okay. Now I'm going to, I've got something to say on Wednesday. And nobody bats an eyelid. Everyone's still there because everybody has lives to live as well. Um, So I do actively take a couple of days each week away from wherever it is. I'm putting up content or writing just to have something for myself. So I might be journaling or creative writing around some ideas and I'll just do that of an evening because I find that if you want to be interesting, you need to be interested in the things around you. So that means if you regard yourself in any way as a creative person, you need to make sure that you're allowing creativity into you in order for it to funnel back out. So I might sit and listen to audiobooks or read or... Um, listen to podcasts Um, I might just sit and journal all manner of things um, and I just don't I don't stress myself about it because you know what I just don't take it that seriously anymore I'm it's it's serious but it's all because I I love what I do and I believe wholeheartedly in my writing but also sometimes I just have to like look myself in the mirror and be like Sasha it's not that deep calm down
0: (laughs) yeah yeah, as a creator, I think you do, especially online, you need that reality check that the world doesn't stop turning. This was a revelation. I started out many years as a fashion blogger and realizing that the world doesn't stop turning if I don't post on my blog, wow, that really that that was a revelation happened. to me. Yeah. I was like, what? You're like, oh. like, you, mean, you mean people will still, like, yeah, people do have lives to lead and these apps have been engineered to make us come back for more and think that we keep need to think keep feeding them and taking that power back and reminding yourself that if you're just feeding into them like yeah but
1: like you say I don't think either of us come from like an anti-social media standpoint but I think I enjoy the time that I spend in those digital spaces so much more because of the boundaries I've put in because I've rid myself of certain expectations and it just means that when I'm there I'm fully in it and I really enjoy the conversations that I have in comments in d m s like interacting with other people's stuff, putting my own up, seeing what people make of it. It means it's really enjoyable and it feels like valuable time, yes,
0: and I think that's what we, we when we get sucked into scrolling and comparison games, that's what we forget the the good stuff of social media, which is everything that you just mentioned, and remembering that you can't pour from an empty cup, so you know get off, go fill your cup, and go do some stuff for you I think that's that's a wonderful wonderful tip for enhancing what you get out of social media I beautiful beautiful now one of the many things that you mentioned you mentioned you have to put a name to things that I picked up on was single tasking um go on go ahead take it away and explain what this is
1: <laughs> so I harnessed what seemed to be the back to school energy of September um, and I caught I did a little experiment with myself called single tasking September um and I just decided I wanted to close some of the, the tabs that were in my head all the time. Um, and I wanted to try and focus on one thing at a time. Novel, right? Groundbreaking. <laughs> <But> groundbreaking. <laughs> but we say that, but sometimes we, the simplest reminders are the ones we need, like the most often. Like stop trying to do five things. Stop trying to read four books and listen to two podcasts at the same time. Pick one. Yeah. (laughs) Pick one and finish it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so September was my experiment in going deeper, not wider. And I honestly think it's something that's going to stay with me forever because I finished more than I've ever completed then I've completed basically this entire year I feel wow in the space of one month yeah there were books just by focusing yeah there were books that I'd like listened to 37 percent of and then just left to the side because something new and shiny came in uh, into my eyes view um that I actually completed and it's just kind of like there's a lot going on in the world there's a lot going on in our daily lives there's a lot of distraction there's a lot of places we like to be in terms of, you know, social media, emails, whatever, but people, friends, phone calls. But sometimes you just need to like put blinkers on and focus and get the things done that you want to do. And I don't even speak of single tasking only in terms of productivity, just in terms of how you want to spend your time and making sure you make those pockets of time available to do that thing and that you don't come to the end of another week or the end of another month and you're looking at your bedside table and you're like oh I wanted to read I said I wanted to read all of those and instead I just lay next to the bedside table on my bed and scrolled through my phone or like Mm -hmm. went to bed way too late so there was no chance for me to do that I think we've got a lot more time than we actually think we do
0: yeah (laughs) the amount of time that we lose from Scrolling, emails, things that actually if we dedicated time to maybe, or we would you set boundaries with them, we'd find time, pockets of time appearing elsewhere. Yeah. Was there anything that what led you to to come up with single task September?
1: Honestly, I can't actually remember. And <laughs> it, nice. it was just a random thought, and I was like, I think this sounds like a thing, and there's certain things that maybe had been hanging over me um that I'd wanted to complete and I just thought now's as good a time as any I feel like I've got the same that zing of energy and I'm going to channel it here
0: yeah it sounds like you really did channel it because yeah it sounds amazing and I'm definitely going to be more mindful of that because yeah it, again I, I know we're talking about technology a lot but I think technology has sort of bended our boundaries in many ways and things like that and I'm so guilty of I will have my work computer open, but then my phone is next to me and I'm scrolling and then I get distracted by the notification and the email and taking back my power would be ignoring that notification and continuing to do my work and then giving that my full attention. But there are so many different demands on our attention that we forget, yeah, putting blinkers on and just...
1: yeah. And it's not to say that like, you know, any of these things are bad, but it's just deciding our time and our attention are two of the most important resources that we have and I think we really need to reclaim our power on those things and understand just how important they are Um, and it's just about prioritizing the things that feel important to you so if certain parts of social media are important for your work whether that's personal work or any other work then it's about making yourself available for those things for me personally i've got all of my notifications off on social yeah. media because it just works for me that i want to be in charge of when i go into these apps i don't want to be drawn into it because some little icon has come up um and yeah i i think all of this feeds into feeds just feeds right back into coming back to making time and having the time for the morning routine I'm not waking up to like 17 notifications of silly things that Twitter wants to tell Mm -hmm. me about (laughs) which in this in today's day and age are things you don't want to
0: start your day with talking about that first thought in the day you don't want it to be about what is happening
1: right now (laughs) like yeah and like I've noticed even myself on the days where I have chosen to like Have a little look on on um, you know Instagram or wherever, and just like start my morning that way. There's nothing wrong with it, but I'll notice how quickly those fifteen minutes just disappear. That I could have been doing the other thing, and it's just about you know weighing it up for yourself. And it might not be something that you do every day. You know, I I incorporate a lot of grace into my routine. It's not necessarily something that I do every single day um but it is about making sure you have those boundaries and set the time aside for the things that you say matter to you
0: yes and I really love your approach it sounds like you have a very compassionate approach to yourself when it comes to routine you're not like like the 5am wake up workout you're like no you know what if it happens it happens it's there it's there it's not I really think we'd all benefit from having that grace with ourselves and um yeah it's important factor to remember so what are some ways do you have a, a, we've talked about morning routine any other ways that we can take back our power with our daily routines
1: um I think it's just a summary of all of the things that we've already said it's um you know putting on the blinkers giving yourself a little bit of focus but also knowing that balance it, everything in life to me is a fine balance it's knowing when you need to be like oh no, you need to be put down, but then it's also at the same time knowing when you need to have a little bit of grace and It just comes with knowing yourself and trying things out and seeing how they work for you and finding something that works for you um yeah i th- I think also in terms of for me, I know as like a very deep like introspective overthinker, sometimes I need to interrupt like my thoughts um in order to get back to my my routine so I'll do something like I won't just burst into song but I'll have a little I'll have a dance if I'm on on my own somewhere or like I'll just do something that kind of interrupts my brain and the track it's going down so I can bring my day back on track and I've found that recently to be really useful a really useful tool
0: yeah, getting in your body and like, I know it sounds so simple, but going for a walk, like, yeah. out your it, head and into it your makes body is all the different. Like, like I'm like, uh,
1: yeah. yeah, going, going outside, difficult. like in pandemic,
0: I'm like, oh, this does make a difference. Wow.
1: <laughs> it's the most difficult lesson that I'm trying to teach myself because I could think forever. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, um, I can just honestly, the places that my thoughts can end up. And I really sometimes just to have to disturb that narrative by just doing any old random thing, um, just so that I can just yeah sh- shake shake it off. In you know the words of Taylor Swift, yeah. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you literally have to shake it off.
0: Yeah, literally, physically. Yeah, in the wise words, a wise woman, Miss Taylor Swift. <laughs> so to finish off, what is one way you would like listeners to try and take back their power this week?
1: Ooh, how would I like them to take back their power? I would like, th- okay, I'm going to call it the first 15, but actually it's about finding the time where that works for you. So your 15 could be 15 minutes before bed. It could be the 15 minutes when you come in from work. It could be the 15 minutes after you drop the kids off at school. But I challenge... The listeners to find 15 minutes where they can do something that is entirely and wholly for themselves in their day. Beautiful! Can't wait! And do let us know
0: on comments at finding your fabulous what you choose to spend your 15 minutes on because we would love to hear, of course. <laughs> so, um, and finally, where can people find you, Sasha, on the
1: internet? So you can find me on Instagram. I'm um at Frank and Feel. Um. That's where you can find most of my writing. Um, And you can also find me via my newsletter, which is, um, I call it the reminder. Um, If you come over to my Instagram, you'll find out more about why I call these things these things. Um, And yeah, I think that's where people can find me for now. Eventually, there'll be a few more spaces, digital spaces that I tread. But for now, that's where I'm happy.
0: exciting we will be keeping an eye out for those but in the meantime thank you so much Sasha it's been an absolute pleasure hearing you sharing all your insights and wisdom and we're going to go forth and set some boundaries I think
1: yes continue (laughs) to set boundaries boundaries for life excellent thank you thanks so much for having me
0: you've made it to the end of another episode of finding your fabulous and I want to thank you for listening if you're still here, that must mean you're pretty into what I'm doing. So I want to ask you to take one minute of your day to do one little thing that would really make my day and help me grow Finding Your Fabulous. Share this episode to your Instagram stories so all your friends know what exceptional taste you have in podcasts and tag me at Finding Your Fabulous or at the Sinead Khan, or maybe both if you're feeling generous. Love you lots. Stay golden. Stay in your power and stay fabulous.